This episode of The Chaser Report is brought to you by the crushed dreams of getting fit while in lockdown. You really thought it would happen, didn't you? You idiot. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report for Friday the 17th of September 2021. Gabby Bolt, Charles Firth and Dom Knight, or as I like to call us, the forever partnership of hosting this podcast. Does, does that mean my internship's over and I've been hired? No, it means you're forever oh. an intern. It's a forever oh. internship. Gabby? <laughs> yeah, yay. Uh, I, uh, so, woo. <laughs> I presume you're referring to the US, UK, Australia partnership. No, no, AUKUS. AUKUS. AUKUS, or as I like yeah. to pronounce it, AUKS. AUKS, yeah, it's totally AUKS, isn't it? But <laughs> I, I sort of thought the point about strategic partnerships is to to not just rely on the people who you have already relied on, mm. but create new partnerships that then so You mean to not your... be taken for granted forever by the United States, is that what yes. you're saying? Yeah, that's yeah, not that's a possible... possible. <laughs> We're forever being right. taken for granted. But we are getting nuclear <laughs> submarines. That is the big sweetener for us, is that we now are going to be mm. a nuclear nation at last. Rather than just digging the stuff up, we're actually going to use it to drive our submarines. So, so let's just go through the history of building submarines in this country. Mm. Uh, <laughs> when we were growing up, Gabby, yes. there was this, so 1810. Yes. Yeah, there, there was this submarine called the Collins-class submarine. It was steam-powered. I, I swear this is true. <laughs> One of the big problems with the Collins-class submarine is that it couldn't turn left. Yes. Well, Right. So it was a very right wing submarine. Much like yeah. a big problem with your generation too, actually. Every, every time every time it wanted to turn left, it had to turn right. Uh, it, it was a complete degrees. disaster. But then we <laughs> had the French ones, Charles. Ninety no, no, billion. No, no, Dom. Ah, Les Abarines. <laughs> Remember we had the Japanese. Were there Japanese ones? Yeah, we gave we gave a contract to the Japanese. Remember? That's historically quite ironic. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. And then I think the problem with that is that they they couldn't float or something. What was the problem with them? <laughs> well, hold on, no, a submarine's not supposed to float. Well, that's what the Japanese told us, but we didn't believe them. It's supposed to submerge. <laughs> yeah. That's the sub in submarine. It's not yeah. called a float marine. Well, I think um, I think the Collins class. We never actually put them underwater because we we're too oh. worried they'd leak. So. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So the French ones, though, ninety billion dollar deal. Yeah. And we've pulled out. We've cancelled it, which is going to really mm. piss off France. I mean, somehow wasted two and a half billion just on the way, just by cancelling. But in fairness, Dom, don't you think it's funny when French people get angry? Like, ah, mad! Like, I think that's worth two and a half billion dollars. My theory is we just have to drink eighty-eight billion dollars worth of champagne to keep the friendship sweet. I'm yes. willing to do my bit. Yes. So as a result, we now have a much tighter and closer partnership with the United States um, and with the UK. So tight that the president. Well, maybe it's not that tight. Thank you, Boris, and I want to thank uh, that fellow down under. Thank you very much, pal. Appreciate it, Mr. Prime Minister. I mean, people have been pointing to this as dementia. I see it as success that Joe Biden did not want to remember Scott Morrison's Mm. name. I think he's been trying to forget that for years. As have we. (laughs) On today's show, we've got a very special edition looking back at um, the history of one Charles Henry Bergman Firth, who very foolishly in the year 1996, allowed a camera crew to follow him around for a portrait of a quintessential uni student. He's not going to look good, is he, Gabby? I don't know. I think I'll leave that up to the listener. Yeah, I I, I don't think you should listen to this 
today's episode. Just turn oh, off now. Yeah, we don't yeah, need tough, we tough. don't need your listens. What's that thing you always say? Modesty is death. Come on now. Stop it. Go yeah, away. Yeah, Everyone, yeah, go yeah. away. Stop this. Before we do that, in a moment, we're going to head to Rebecca Dayanamuno in the Chaser newsroom. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Scott Morrison's PR team has had a recent breakthrough after signing a deal with the US and UK to produce Australia's first fleet of nuclear submarines. Following the backlash the Prime Minister received when the public found out he fled to Hawaii, these high-tech submarines will make sure the Prime Minister can remain completely undetectable during a crisis. Channel 10 has caused controversy with their latest marketing stunt to promote their hit show, The Masked Singer. It was revealed that the broadcaster completely staged Christian Porter's trial in an attempt to drum up enthusiasm for next season where they unmasked the blind trust. Billionaires Jeff Bezos and Richard Branson have come under fierce criticism for wasting vital resources on joyrides in space, exacerbating a climate catastrophe. Elon Musk has decided to challenge what was seen as a selfish and reckless endeavour by sending four regular people into space instead. The CEO plans to launch another 1,918,500,000 of these flights in his quest to make space travel accessible to non-billionaires. That's the latest Chaser news you can't trust. I'm Rebecca Dayunamuno. This episode of The Chaser Report is brought to you by the crushed dream of reading a single novel while in lockdown. Get real. You're not going to read the novel. These days you can hardly bring yourself to read Facebook, you idiot. Now we've asked Craig to sit in on this journey back to 1996 because he was in the room when a lot of these scenes were actually filmed. Over to you, Gabby. I have a secret to share with everybody here. Oh, yeah? Yeah, um, I found a really interesting documentary series oh, good. recently. Yeah, I know. I just thought I'd really try and educate myself on a time that I wasn't really a part of. I was a baby at the time. And it's a, it's a really interesting expose into university life in right. the uh, 90s. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. This wouldn't be called the uni documentary by any chance, would it? Uh, it sure is, Craig. Uh, uh, yes, the, the series. Good. You didn't hear this from me, everybody, but the series is called Uni. It's by <laughs> Simon Target. And the whole thing is on YouTube, all four episodes. Now, I think you'll find it's Simon Target. He'd be oh. very upset if you said Target. It's all on YouTube. It is. It's exciting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, particularly because no, um, one of no. the main studies in the no, docuseries this, is uh, think, Charles. We're not, Charles we're Firth, not doing yes. this. We're not doing this segment. Oh, but we are, Charles. It's a documentary about the youthful hubris of Charles Firth, and I'm here for it. Can I suggest that if you had any shame... <laughs> that that documentary series would not be there in the first place. So I That's think it's a, good a little point. late to bring out shame now. Far too late. <laughs> oh, but it was so it was so unfairly edited, guys. Can we just have oh. that as a caveat beforehand? This was not like a true depiction of reality. This was an edited version where they created these caricatures which bore no relationship to who I was as a person. Well, mm. if you didn't like how they edited it, Charles, you're not going to like how I've edited this. <laughs> so not only did it star Charles, it also starred a 
lot of the Chaser alumni and alumni-to-be as well, which I'll go through in a sec. But the first thing I learned is that Charles, as we know him today, has not changed one bit since 1996. I'm going to go and try and scam an extension from um, my lecturer. He said, like, you're supposed to get extensions before you hand in the essay. But um, one of mine's been three weeks late. And then the other one, um, I haven't done it. <laughs> Look, here's the thing. I can forgive missing a uni assignment or two. We've all been there. However, I'm not sure I approve of this blatant use of white straight male privilege. I'm going to use the line that I've been a bit incompetent and I didn't realise when it was due. And then I'll just go from there and also say I was really busy. And then, because he, he knows my dad quite well. And then he oh, right. Ah, oh, no. Oh, Got to give it away. Yeah, the incompetence line would still work. It's good, yeah. And also, I will say, it's kind of incredible that your voice hasn't changed at all. Yeah. You no. sound exactly the same. I'll redub the union documentary. <laughs> and it's worth bearing in mind there was actually a camera pointed at him and he still had no shame and shared everything. So that hasn't changed either. But you know what, Charles? It's nice to know that you've always been super ambitious. The Arts Review this year has the potential to be absolutely brilliant. There's a lot of work involved and everything, but we have enough talented people to make it one of the best reviews that's been seen. You know, in Australia, I mean, it could be um, a renaissance of culture, <laughs> like, you know, and, and a real sort of opportunity, like at Melbourne University with a degeneration or at Cambridge or Oxford with... Like, there is that potential there. Yeah. For reference to those of you who might not know, Charles is actually talking about the Sydney University Arts Review, a function I have researched to find out that most patrons attend drunk, high and ready to heckle. So, you know, height of class. Gabby, you've done the research. Um, you've looked back and I can't quite remember. Did it turn out to be one of the greatest productions of all time? I just couldn't quite remember. Yeah, no, it was. No, it absolutely it is an Oscar-worthy stage production. <laughs> By that, I mean it would never qualify. If you wanted to know, guys, it was called called uh, Psycow. Psycow, Phantom of the Abattoir. Good to know you still know it, Charles. I remember watching that review in the audience, that, and that was not my impression. But the surprising thing is that a lot of people involved in that production did go on to professional careers in comedy, and I was not predicting that after watching it. <laughs> no, no, that's true. That was one of my great regrets because <laughs> I was involved in that, and it, it was going to be this political satire, like Bob Roberts style was the idea, right? And then I went away for the weekend, and I came back, and it's like, oh, it's called Psycow now, and it's about a cow. And I was like, what happened? He's like, oh, you, did, you didn't see it. But on Saturday night, Andrew Hansen did a really funny impersonation of a cow. It's like, how the fuck? What, what the fuck happened? And Craig, I'll completely concur with that because I will say a few things during this made me question Charles's professionalism. Charles has made himself director of the review. The cast have all gone to a beach house for a weekend of brainstorming. So I've actually <laughs> spoken to a few attendees of this workshop break. What? That you speak of and by all accounts they have said that this beach trip was literally just a reason to have a complete bender but it is nice to know that Andrew Hansen actually was doing some work as well as weirdly prophesizing what the Chase's whole brand ended up becoming. Through the tiresome work of 12 scriptwriters, 31 professional actors, 48 executive producers, 430 lighting riggers and over 12,000 pre-Socratic philosophers, we bring you a performance of such unparalleled mediocrity that you simply will not know when to laugh. <laughs> But I suppose, you know, without the internet, you have to create your own fun, which Charles did actually do by jokingly campaigning for his mate Sholto to win the student SRC vote that year. And who better to campaign for him than Logie Disgrace himself, 20-ish year old Tom Gleeson. Can I have your attention, please? Picture yourself just over a week from today. Sholto McPherson 
Who is this, the election? I want to reach presidents, no <laughs> Look at this display! But now, picture yourself just over a week from today. Sholto McPherson wins! Strong campaign. How did that Charles? guy ever win a gold Logie for anybody? Yeah. I watched this whole thing, Charles, and i got to say, I have no clue what one single policy of Sholto's campaign was going to be. I don't think anyone no, it, did. No, it was, yeah. he was running on a personality ticket. It, was a, it wasn't yeah. about policies. Okay. Very modern. <laughs> Sholto always had the best parties. That's all that there was to it. That was the campaign. So yeah. you would say that you weren't overly invested, Charles. You were like, oh, this will be fun kind of thing. No. <laughs> is, well, is that what you're saying? Going. I think I know where this is so going where to. This is going. Let's go oh, well, there. We can find it. out. We can find out. <laughs> oh, man, it's nothing. It's just such a disappointment. Charles, you ran in first. It's a joke. You thought it'd be funny if he won. It like, would be funny if he won, but he's not going to win because, of course, he's not going to win. Nobody ever thought he was going to win. For those of you who don't know, that was Charles genuinely sobbing at the university bar when he lost. Yeah. I still remember, Andrew, one of the words that Andrew said that night to comfort me was, a a soggy cup of chips could run the the (laughs) SRC better than Sholto. (laughs) There was just like such a childhood naivety about the whole thing because what I got from watching just that one episode about this whole political part was like everyone around you was like, oh, this will be funny. And you (laughs) seemed to be like, no, we're going to win and it's looking good <laughs> and we're handing out flyers and nobody else knows what they're talking about because we're going to win this. And so I was a little bit, I genuinely was a little bit heartbroken for you watching that footage. He is a figure of great pathos in that he's quite pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com spoken today. The Chaser Report. What was your takeaway? Because, Gabby, I remember when this went to air and, you know, when I go back to my hometown and people who'd watched it, they'd say, oh, that Charles guy is such a fuckwit. And I'd spend a lot of time kind of going, no, 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 he's actually really good. I know he came across that way, but he's actually a really <laughs> lovely guy. And what was your takeaway from that particular film? I just took away, I kind of viewed it the same way I would view, like, a younger sibling. I walked away kind of thinking, oh, this guy just doesn't know how life works yet. (laughs) I do want to be fair. I want to be fair to Charles. I think I'd prefer to be known as a fuckwit. Craig said he wanted for there to be like a Bob Roberts style satire of politics and all that. And that was Charles's life. It wasn't (laughs) It wasn't a review. It was just Charles Firth as an undergrad. Great work, Charles. One of your best characters yet. In matters of the heart though, this is like some of the most interesting content to me because it's honestly crazy (laughs) to think that all of you grew up to have partners and kids of your own given this evidence. See, this is a terrible thing. Like I'm not telling who's confident enough to just go up and kiss. Hopefully what will happen is she will do all the work. Good. (laughs) Oh, man, I'm just awful. Why did I ever let myself It's the best. I had so much fun. But, you know, when things didn't didn't quite go the way... Uh, obviously, you had hoped, Charles, in the, in the way of your love life. The the bestie little drunken gossip sesh between you and Andrew Hansen was one of my favourite things to watch in the entire series. What you should do is go out with one of those people who like you. No, 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 I don't, I don't want to go with someone. 
likes me. I know you don't. <laughs> Finally, you get the first person you go out with doesn't like you. She's you perfect. She's perfect for yeah, me. See? Maybe I'll go out with someone who really likes me. Maybe I'll go out with Rebecca. Wouldn't that be amazing? You're so good and you're so right. Except I, I just don't feel like the same attachment to Rebecca as I did. No, no, because you So who's Rebecca? Oh, we know. <laughs> yeah, so do I. Do you know why? Why? Because I ran into her and I asked her if she had anything particularly juicy from that whole series. And she said, you know, when they when they say, oh, maybe I should go out with Rebecca. And I was like, no way. Oh, my God. So it's good to know that, you know, you didn't quite feel the attachment to Rebecca. You know, she doesn't read the headlines on this podcast and hasn't worked with you on several television shows or anything. Oh. So. <laughs> Man, God, I hope she doesn't listen to this. <laughs> it's very enjoyable watching Charles be forced to re-listen to that. It's great. <laughs> Gabby, can we do this for like the next few weeks? There's a lot more in the <laughs> there series. Is, there There's is a gotta lot. Be more. There is a lot. And I and I didn't really know what to cover because there is so much. But I will take the heat off Charles a little bit. Oh, good. Uh, I, the, the way it ended, though, i got to say, it, it left me quite sad. And it's not because I can see every day on this podcast now the real time of reality of ageing, but rather the reality <laughs> of just how much things have changed in my lifetime. Because I was born in 1996 when this was filmed, by the way. Oh, my God. So there you go. Jesus. I am a direct result of uh, how much time has changed. But, yeah, I, fi- I figured out things are a lot different now. Students and teachers are marshalling forces against a new government that wants to cut funding to universities and make students pay more for their courses. Courses. Yeah, that would never happen now. No, you you couldn't do it. If, if if universities protested every single time cuts were made, there'd be a protest every week. Uh, <laughs> but also, protests don't feel like this anymore. There were kids being thrown by police, kids storming cop cars, and there were kids trying to throw punches at John Howard on this footage. <laughs> like I was watching a, a mutiny take place. It was amazing, and and you couldn't do it now. There you know the really no sad thing, Gabby, is that those students were protesting against fees of $1,200 a semester. Oh, I know. And, and, and it's funny you mention that because the thing that made me saddest was the so-called happy ending of the series. The pay dispute dragged on long after students left campus for the holidays. Maybe it was Christmas spirit, but in the end, Sydney Uni found the money to offer its academic staff a 12% pay increase. This they accepted and finally released the students' exam results. Imagine being able to tell you guys back then that the average student debt in 1996 was $12,759 compared to 2020 with $23,280. That's an almost doubling of the debt. And yet the student average yearly income is now only one grand more per annum than it was in 1996. My God, I'd hate to be young. Ah, so well, the, the interesting thing about that is that I hadn't realized that the link there is that we were protesting, but that if we won they were going to release our exam marks. Oh, we shouldn't have been protesting at all. That was, that was a real, that was our own, owning ourselves. Yeah. I mean, if um, only the students had known um, Charles's dad, it might have all been fine. <laughs> but, but I mean, I, I digress. It was actually a lot of fun. It was an amazing watch and, and also rather comforting to know that life will end up completely fine and the university experience is definitely still as fun and freeing as it was in the 90s and that there's absolutely nothing wrong and nothing is getting worse. Not the climate, not the government, not the economy. Everything is totally righteous, man, as they'd say in 1996. The really good news is that, you know, after sacking 40,000 university workers, there presumably won't be any unis left, which means there won't be any documentaries like this ever made again. (laughs) Perfect. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, this is Kristen. And this is Jen from My Mom So Hard. And we're here to talk about By Heart. Do you remember when you were nursing and you were like, I want to give the best thing I can to my baby? Well, we've got that for you. It's called By Heart. And it is a infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Curious about By Heart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com slash podcast with code MOMS20 for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. Tell my mom so hard sent you. This episode is brought to you by the crushed dream of maintaining a minimum acceptable level of hygiene while in lockdown. Nothing matters anymore. You don't need clean teeth, you idiot. Before we go, as we do every Friday, let's take a look at the podcast reviews. These are the things that you've written on Apple Podcasts, and there's heaps of them, and some of them are really long-winded and complimentary, so they're not interesting. Let's start (laughs) with the one um, from Peter JH, who says, Legally funnier than friendly Geordies, five stars. Love the show, although didn't need to know about Alex's penis. Embarrassed face. Fair. Fair. That was, my, yeah. that was my, what my face looked like as well after that discussion. <laughs> I have this one from Uniterra where it says, the podcast of Comrade Snowball, uh, five stars, the best place to hear the worst news. So, I mean, that's pretty much right on the money. That's a slogan um, we should totally steal. And the rest of it's yeah. a long analogy about animal farm that i don't really understand this one's from the big johnny d that name sounds familiar what? hold yeah. on which is john delmenico's one of our writers wait we're allowed to write our own reviews no Isn't that kind of rigging the game a bit well it says big fan of the podcast well that's lucky um i love the podcast i listen every day while i poop <laughs> and sometimes even when i'm not pooping well there you go what a what an endorsement that is it's very long and yeah. very complimentary of the interns Mm. But then Sincerely says, an unbiased I, fan. I do have one gripe, though. As much as the, as the old guys are funny, they are also old and old. I mean, that's true. Thanks, John. Thanks, yeah. ageist employee. And my favourite, though, is from My Big Ears, five stars. This is a podcast, and the review is, The Chaser is indeed one of the numerous <laughs> podcasts available. And oh, that's on that note. Can't deny that. Let's call it, shall we? Please write more reviews next week on Apple Podcasts. Charles is off on a holiday um, from Tuesday, aren't you? Yes, I'm going away so that I don't have to hold, work hold, with you guys. Hold on. Going away? We're in a pandemic, Charles. This is yeah. a lie. You I'm just want going, a break from us. I'm, I'm going to my bedroom and I'm going <laughs> to lie there all week. Our gears from Rode Microphones. <laughs> We're part of the ACAST Creator Network. Catch you on Monday. See you See then. Ya.